What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Dynasty Pod. Uh, sorry for the, the brief delay here. Uh, I know you guys have probably been waiting for an episode, but we are back and ready to go. Yeah. It's been we, like a couple months, probably. Yeah, it's been a little <laughs> bit, we're, but we're in the off-season now, and, th and that's the great yeah. thing, Sam, because that is what Dynasty thrives on. That's, that's right. That's really the only reason why, why we all play Dynasty. We just love the draft content, all that stuff. We, we can't Absolutely. Get so uh, to start here on the show, I just want to break down how we're going to be moving forward as a show because we're going to be changing things up a little bit. So before we were doing an hour to an hour and a half, a little bit longer shows, we're going to be trying to do a little bit shorter shows now. Uh, and we'll just be doing one main topic, a little bit of news if, there, if there's any big and important news. Like today's episode, we'll, we'll be going over some of the coaching hires. Um, and I know you're pretty excited about that, Sam, because you yeah. got, your, you got yeah. your guy. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. I just finished watching the press conference. So yeah. So, <laughs> so right now for, for this month uh, leading up, we're going to be doing our breakdowns for each position for quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. Um, and we'll have that show every week. Uh, and that'll be, you know, shorter shows, probably about 45 minutes to an hour. You know, if things run a little bit long. It'll be a little bit longer show, but uh, after that, coming up in the next month, um, that's right around the Combine, uh, free agency, all of that stuff. So that'll be about another month, and then we'll be leading up into the draft, which we all cannot wait for, so that'll be fun. So right now, this next month here, just enjoy some of the, uh, the breakdowns. We'll be taking a look at all of the, the positional players that we can't wait to draft, and and uh, it should be fun. So, also, we're going to be trying to do mock drafts. Um, you know, maybe it's not going to be every week, but maybe once every other week, we'll try and drop a mock draft, you know, on like Friday, Saturday, some weekend day. And uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll be doing a lot of rookie drafts leading up to the actual draft. And then from the draft point on, we'll be doing a lot of uh, startup drafts. So, that'll be fun, too. So, uh Let's just get right into it, Sam. You know, knock off that yeah, rush. I know. I, it's about time. I know. It's we we took a little. Finally, bit of back break. to the back, back to the podcast life. Back know? to the podcast. Back to the podcast. <laughs> All right, Sam. So let's start off here, breaking down some of the coaching hires, and, and we'll start here with the Texans because that's that's your team. You got your yeah, guy. Here we go. And and just break it down. Take it away for me. What do the Texans do? Yeah. So. What, really, you have to start two years ago with, with David Cullen and me, because that's where... Well, actually, you got to start before that. Bill O'Brien, they handed him the reins as general manager of this team, and ever since we were up 24 nothing against the Kansas City Chiefs in the wild card, card round, this team has been uh, absolute, you know, dumpster fire, uh, train wreck, whatever word you want to use to describe it, right? So we've had a couple of coaches who've come in as really tank commanders, if you will. You know, David Coley, really nobody wanted that job, knowing the situation with Deshaun Watson, knowing he was playing to sit out the year. He's all we could get, you know. After that, really wanted Brian Flores, but uh, once he sued the league, 
it really became a no-go situation given all of the bad PR the Texans had already gotten. So we're coming into this year. We're finally clear of all that, hopefully. We've got some a great, great young players on defense. Jalen Petrie, five interceptions, led the league in tackles from the safety position this year. Great player. Derek Stingley, baby hasn't looked as good as some other cornerbacks that were picked in the NFL draft, whatever. You know, don't think about it too hard. He's got a lot of talent. We needed we need to bring in a defensive guy who knows this team, knows the city of Houston, and can rebuild the program. And we got him with D'Amico Ryans. And I'm so excited. Uh, you know, he was I, I think he was I think personally he was the hottest coaching candidate on the cycle this year. I know some people might say that was Sean Payton or or Jim Harbaugh or whatever, but I think as far as a leader and a young guy that people were really excited about, it was D'Amico. Played at Houston, was drafted by Houston. Um, so, yeah, I think everybody's really excited. I'm pumped. Uh, I'm hoping that we get, you know, some good players in this draft and maybe win more than three games this year. <laughs> you know, you leading up for maybe about two two months ago, you were you were starting the I want D'Amico Ryan's kind of show. Yeah, I was. Yeah, he was my guy from the beginning. And and I love that, you know, the Texans, It's it seems as if the Texans were his team from the beginning. You know, I know he interviewed with the Broncos, but in his press conference, Nick Casario said that as soon as they interviewed him, they asked him, hey, do you have any more questions? And he said, hey, Houston Texans coach is my dream job. Let's do whatever we need to do to get it done. So it doesn't sound like the Broncos were really ever truly in consideration for him. Now, maybe that's just what he said, but, you know, that's, you know, the Shefty uh, rap sheet war has begun there. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, listen, for, in terms of fantasy, we don't really know too much, because we don't even know who the Texans quarterback is going to be, uh, yeah, whoever I, they draft, I mean, so. <clears throat> obviously, fantasy is more of an offensive uh, game. But I think you can expect – so, I mean, I just listened to the press conference and just from – a lot of he got a lot of questions about what's the offense going to look like. And you can already tell he really wants to put in that Shanahan-style system. Yeah. You know, he's talking about play action, talking about establishing the run, talking about check downs to explosive players. Uh, you know, uh, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey-type players – you know, so he really wants this team to be like a Shanahan 49ers style offense. Um, he's they're looking at Bobby Slowick for the offensive coordinator. I would think he's got to be the leading candidate unless Shanahan uh, tries to keep him. So, what does that mean for Dynasty? It means, um, and my, it's probably pretty likely they draft another running back or bring somebody in in free agency would be would be kind of my read on it. I don't think you can do that 49ers style offense with only Damian Pierce. Yeah. Um, now they might bring in a free agent. Uh, I've I've seen that kind of tossed around a little bit. Um, what are some other interesting situations? Well, I mean, I think that's probably the most interesting from Dynasty. You know, obviously there's some things that might happen in the draft, and we'll talk about that when we get to quarterbacks. One big change that could be coming, but. Uh, 
as far as my read on it for Dynasty, that's that's what I'm looking at the most. I think there's going to be somebody else in there with Damian Pierce. I think there's a good chance. There's a there's a chance Damian Pierce moves to the two. There's also a chance they if they bring in like a big free agent. There's also a chance. I think probably more likely they take a fourth or fifth round guy. Now, Damian Pierce was a fourth or fifth round guy, but I think they bring in somebody else with him and it becomes more of a timeshare. I don't think he gets the same workload as last year, though. Yeah, and I mean, we've even seen, you know, the the 49ers have double dipped. They they brought in free agents, so I, I could see someone like a Jamal Williams coming in maybe, possibly. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. and then they could take a guy in the, the fifth, sixth round and, and see if that guy works out. Cause I would is, not be surprised. They're going to load up on running backs for sure, though. Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to get to it eventually with the the running back episodes, but this is a, a fairly deep running back class, so you're going to be able to find value down the board in the later rounds. Absolutely. So. I mean, oh, my gosh. Dude, they brought in Tank Bigsby. You got that Tank Bigsby, <laughs> Damian Pierce backfield. Oh, my gosh. That, that would be a, a dream scenario for you, Sam. <laughs> it really would. If I've got my Auburn. Get Br- Bryce Young, me. Tank Bigsby for you. <laughs> I'll, uh, you know, Domingo Ryan's played in Alabama too. Once they get to the NFL, I like stop hating them for playing there and actually want them <laughs> on the team because I'm like, yeah, that school's good. Like they beat us all yeah. the time. I want, mm. I, I want to reclaim those players uh, from my team now. Yeah. So, all right. Next up, uh, the second head coaching hire here. We've got Sean Payton going to the. Broncos gets traded for a first and a second, and then the uh, Broncos get a third also in return. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a hefty price to pay for a head coach. Yeah. And do we think that that is going to improve drastically improve the play enough of the Broncos uh, to where it is worth that compensation that they they gave up? Because it, it, it's tough. It I mean, certainly, it, it certainly feels like the only move they had left, right? It, it's like they're they're tied to Russell Wilson now. Yeah. Their only hope is to bring in a coach that knows how to make a quarterback with, let's say, diminishing physical traits, uh, still be successful. You know, uh, when Russell Wilson entered the league, he said that he wanted to model his game after Drew Brees. You know, he did a little bit of that last year. Now, that being said, I think when he tried to be Drew Brees-like last year were some of the worst-looking Russell Wilson moments last year. (laughs) You know, um, so that's the question, right? Do we think he can successfully turn Russell Wilson into that Drew Brees-style quarterback? I say no. I think Russell Wilson can only be successful as Russell Wilson. Um, may, I know Sean Payne is a great coach. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he could he could absolutely enable Russ to be Russ. But I don't know if Russ has the athleticism to be Russ anymore. Uh, and so that's kind of that. That's my concern. Yeah. So when when you look at it, it's it's interesting because looking at Drew Brees at the end of his career. He wasn't the same Drew Brees that he was before. So what Sean Payton got out of Drew Brees and and what he gets out of all of his players, you know, he's a coach that, that has, he's been there, done that. He knows what to do as a head coach. It's not overwhelming for him. Whereas Nathaniel Hackett, it was his first time being a head coach. Yeah. It will definitely be better. He he seemed like a fish out of water, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
does the team improve? It's hard to to not say they will. They should right. with, with what they, they spent. Be better, they least. should be yeah. much better. So it's how, how much of an improvement would that be for fantasy and and whatnot? It, it's tough to tell right now, especially. But I think going in is it year, is it something that makes you willing to go out and buy Russell Wilson? The or or if not Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton. I think his price is way down from what it, where it was last year. Yeah, it, it's tough because I feel like the Broncos this year going in are going to be lottery picks. You know, they're going to be the picks that no one really wants. Uh, yeah. You can get them for cheap. And maybe they don't pay off. Maybe you're going to be stuck holding, holding that ticket and you're not going to be able to cash in on it. But if Sean Payton comes in here, he turns it around. Russell Wilson looks good again. I mean, the, this could be what we thought the Broncos would be, but just a year later, and we could all miss out on it, and someone's going to get lucky yeah. by, I'll, by I'll cash. Gonna say, that's, that's my view on it right now, is Russell Wilson, I've tagged him as that, you know, often in startup drafts, I'll take that great early quarterback, and then I usually have my eye on a quarterback who, in my opinion, is undervalued, Mm-hmm. That has potential to go to the next level. Last year, that was Daniel Jones for me. In my opinion, I think I got that right. Yeah. I think he was. I think he was really good. I think he's going to get. Joe Shane has already said that he's looking to extend him or at least bring him back to the team on the tag. So, but so I, you know, Russ Wilson, he's he's on that list for me right now. Of in a startup draft, do I kind of wait and get him as my second QB? You know, because he'll be cheap. Also, if you have a dynasty team and you need a quarterback, is he he's somebody I'd be willing to go out and trade for? You know, I, last year, somebody that I traded for was like Mac Jones. Uh, that didn't work out quite as well. Now, I think there's potential kind of with Bill O'Brien coming in, but uh, I think he's kind of in that level of like a, a, a viable quarterback with room to grow, with upside. Uh, and he is like, he's not that old. Yeah. So I mean, you could if he if he's able to. I mean, he's on a what, five more years of this contract. So if he comes back, like he'll be got at least five years of. Yeah. So, but it's a tough one. I mean, that could be a wasted pick. Yeah, I mean, we'll it's hard for me to, to say that I think it won't be. You know, I'm not sure. It's tough for me because I'm I'm the Broncos guy, you know. <laughs> I've I've invested a lot in in Broncos players before, so I've gotten yeah. so it's harder for me to to look at them this yeah. year and and invest in. But you're not going back to the Cortland Sutton well. Yeah, I I don't know. It's gonna be t- I might have to steer away from it this year, and maybe <laughs> I'm, I'll be no, stuck on the Rashad Bateman well this year, and <laughs> we'll see if I get burnt on that too. But I mean, it's tough because those types of moves can really hurt you too. Like if you kind of bank all of your chips on a guy like that yeah anyways we can move on but yeah and then uh it'll real, be interesting <clears throat> real quick quick let's talk about two offensive coordinator hires uh first sure, up we sure. got kellen moore moving on yeah. from from the cowboys he was hired like a day later immediately you know leaves the cowboys gets a job with the yeah uh, gets Chargers. a better job yeah so <laughs> so now he's moving on from dak and he's got justin herbert so that that's a, a big step up for him in terms of quarterback. So I think this is huge for the Chargers. Yeah, I, I agree. 
I think with I, I really don't think Lombardi was ever a good OC. Yeah, and this, especially with the way you can say what you want about Dak. A lot of people think he's great. Some people think he's not good. He's mediocre. He's great for fantasy. And yeah. that was yeah. in part because of Kellen Moore and oh, play yeah. calling. And Absolutely. So right now you, you move Kellen Moore to, to Justin Herbert and you could just get get what they were doing in Dallas twofold. And Justin Herbert could, could take another set. You know, he, he was great. I would say this past year was a little bit disappointing in terms of what you expected. Mm-hmm. So next year he could be right back up there, um, and with some some interesting play calling. If for... they bring in a weapon for him too, which I would expect them to, yeah, I, I'd be pretty excited. Yeah. So the one thing I will say is this makes me think they're gonna take a tight end in the first round, whether that be Michael Mayer or, or one of the other guys like Kincaid. Um, if you just look. Uh, with just because of Kellen Moore's like usage, Kellen Moore's usage yeah. um, of Dalton Schultz and what he loved to do yeah. with him, and then also Justin Herbert does like targeting the tight end, so I think that'll be a, a match made in heaven with those two. So if they can get a really good tight end there, uh, like Michael Mayer, you know, if, if he goes to yeah, them, that's going to be a great landing spot. That would, that would be a great landing spot to to look at. I love that. Yeah, I love that, Brendan. So you know, for me, I, what I've been kind of seeing. And mocks and, and kind of expecting for the Chargers is more of a speed wide receiver because they have mm-hmm. no speed. Like the only guy they have that can stretch the field is uh, – I can't remember his name. But Jalen he's Guyton. Hurt. Yeah, Jalen Guyton. Yeah, and he's was hurt all last year and isn't that good. So, like, to me, I feel like J- uh, Jalen Hyatt would be, like, a great pick for mm-hmm. them. Um, or like Zay Flowers, you know, like a second roundish type receiver. Yeah, but that's what I, I, I guess you could get both. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you could get both. Like uh, get like a Zay Flowers. I feel like and 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 get a tight end in the first mm-hmm. round. I mean, getting two weapons to support your young quarterback, you can't go wrong with that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, and then lastly here, we'll we'll just say Nathaniel Hackett is the new Jets offensive coordinator. Sam, do you see this as the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets 2.0 because we're hiring Nathaniel Hackett, even though <laughs> it, did, it didn't mean, work for the Broncos? We were both uh, big proponents of the strategy that like Hackett was purely hired as Rodgers bait. Yeah. Um, I, I think it definitely is. I think I think it's just uh, that's it's so like thinly veiled at this point. If mm-hmm. you hire Nathaniel Hackett, you want Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it's got to be the way the Jets are going. It looks like Mike White's going to walk in free agency. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's some buzz that he's going to go to the Rams, um, or the Rams are interested in him at least. So, uh, you know, so it's. They definitely are not going to start Zach Wilson. I don't think they want to give up on Zach Wilson. They love to bring in a vet that can mentor him. And Rodgers and Zach Wilson are close. Uh, they know each other. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost... And, and honestly, it, from the buzz, it seems like the Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers whether he wants to or not at this point. Um, mm. And, you know, to get to another piece of news... I think that it's probably pretty unlikely Rodgers retires this year because 
another quarterback has announced his retirement. I don't see Aaron Rodgers wanting to share a Hall of Fame class with this guy. <laughs> I, I think you're you're absolutely right here, and, and we'll get into that because that's our last bit of news. Tom Brady, the GOAT, uh, as many people call him, whether or not you want to, but uh, he is finally retired. He's hung it up, and uh, I think it's uh, one year too late for the guy, but uh, congrats on, on your career, Tommy. You know, so. Yeah, he, he, he lost a lot this season, but uh, yep. but you know, I will say, Last year, I think he was retiring because of internal pressure from his family. That's yeah. kind of what came out, right? This year, I do think he's retiring because he wants to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it feels more legit this year. Uh, I think last year, he, he was just like, I don't want to retire because other people are telling me to. Mm-hmm. You know? And because yeah. Shefty leaked it. And then the, you know, it ultimated with Giselle. That's not how he wanted to go out. He wanted to go out with you know him being the one to announce it and everything. So... I think it's it. I think he's done. Um, on to Fox Sports. So, but you know, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, we'll, we're not going to talk a lot about quarterback free agency. We've talked about that before. We'll talk yeah. about it as news develops. But you know, it is really interesting with him no longer in that market. You know, I think a mm-hmm. lot of people were kind of predicting if he goes here, then this person will go here, and this person yeah. will go there, and now. It's kind of a big question: Who's going to go to San Francisco if it's not if it's not going to be Tom Brady? Uh, it's not going to be Jimmy G. Shanahan said Jimmy G's not coming back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, probably Derek Carr, I guess. Yeah, that'll that'll be awkward. <laughs> Imagine if Derek Carr stays in uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah. That'll just be... as the after the yeah, trade request, after, after everything, after they just everything can't get anybody they, else. Yeah, they, <laughs> it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Just nobody else wants to go there. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, and it, and it does. I do feel like some of the other guys, like Baker and Jacoby Brissett, are gonna end up with jobs. Honestly, just because there's too many jobs, not enough quarterbacks, as always. Yeah. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a couple camp battles. Um, <clears throat> Like the Bucks bring in somebody to compete with Trask, I guess. Uh, I don't know what. The, yeah. Or maybe they take one of these guys that we're about to talk about. Exactly. You know, I can see the Bucks taking one of these later round guys that we're going to talk about. It's one of our sleepers, perhaps. It'd be a great landing spot for one of those guys. Get into a camp battle with Kyle Trask, who sucks in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, do we want to get into it? Yeah, as, as always, Sam, professional as ever with the, the expert subways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let, let's get into it here. And we'll we'll just be listing right now our, our top five, the, the core <coughs> guys that most people are talking about. You, you mostly know all these guys' names already. Uh, th- these are the guys that have been getting the most buzz, projected first round, maybe for, for most of them. And... We're going to go in consensus order here, and then we'll work our way down, and we'll kind of share where we view them as and where we would rank them as opposed to consensus if we have differing thoughts. So let's start here right now with Bryce Young, projected to was projected number one to the Texans a lot, and then now the Bear, Bears have the first pick, so... <laughs> Whoever trades yeah, up, 
So someone will be trading up most likely, and we don't know. Yeah, you have to think someone will trade up just because they could fall to four and probably still get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. Yeah. So um, you have to imagine they trade with somebody. Yeah, but as of right now, we don't know who's, yeah. who's trading, yeah. what's going to happen. We don't know if they like Bryce Young or not. So Yeah, so as of right now, projected number two to yeah. the Texans. So right now, Bryce Young, six foot, one ninety four listed, bit on the smaller side, and that's probably the the biggest knock most people have on him is he's not the prototypical size. And uh, I I know you yeah. you like Young more than I do, so if you want, I want to. I do, yeah. Uh, so you know we've watched film on these guys. We're not professional NFL scouts, but we watch a lot of football. You know. <laughs> And we're, and we're looking at this from a fantasy perspective as well. You know, we're looking at, are they going to have long-term success, stay in the league, and get you fantasy points? Are they somebody you want in your dynasty team? So we'll kind of talk about that. Um, yeah, for me, I do have Bryce Young as my number one quarterback. I watched um, some All-22 tape from uh, the game against Texas and uh, the game against Ole Miss. Um, to me, it's, it's just his calmness in the pocket, his decision-making skills, um, the ability to make something out of nothing. Like you look at CJ Stroud and, and Bryce Young as far as their ability to move in the pocket and, and to be creative, make something out of nothing. You see way more creativity and movement and ability to escape tough situations with Bryce Young for me. Um, I, I will say there are, you know, the negatives is 100%. It is the size, right? Yeah. You know, the comp was kind of Kyler Murray, but now people are kind of out on Kyler Murray, right? He runs around too much in the pocket. He never gets comfortable, never sets his feet. Um, and that could, I could see that being a concern for Bryce Young. To me, though, the calmness, the decision-making skills, all of that is above Kyler Murray, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm excited about him. I think he, I think he's going to be really good i just the height doesn't worry me it's the weight and the uh the long-term durability like i don't think there's going to be any issues with skill with is this guy a leader can this guy take a team to the playoffs i think it's going to be um can he stay healthy yeah that's i think that's going to be the concern now he's he's trying to put on weight he's trying to get up to like 220 i think Mm. he's working with nutritionists working with trainers he wants to be at kind of a 220-type weight. Uh, I just don't know that his frame can hold that kind of weight. I mean, what? what I don't know. What do you think about, about him, Brendan? Yeah, so you brought up Kyler Murray, and that's yeah. – it's an interesting uh, comparison because I, I think it's a, a, a decent comp. I view Kyler Murray, though – I think they run very similar. You, you have two they running styles. You have yeah, two running styles as a quarterback. You're either more shifty or you're more physical. And I would say guys like Josh Allen, they're more physical. And Kyler Murray is more on the shifty end. You know, he, he doesn't really try and make any contact. He, uh, tries to scramble a lot, get out, not get touched, run to the sidelines. Um, that's more of Bryce Young. He's not as fast as Kyler Murray. You know, the, yeah. the speed. I don't know that's exactly true. what he runs. And we'll, we'll see all the combine stuff coming up later. And But... He, he's a little bit slower than Kyler Murray for me. You know, the, the speed's not all there. He, he's a 
you know, you can, he's fast, can get away. But on the next level in the NFL, I don't know if he's got that speed to to really, you know, break away from defenders. And then also, I don't think his arm talent is as good as Kyler Murray. You know, I didn't see him consistently push the ball downfield uh, as much as, you know, maybe like I agree. CJ he's not a, I had on here not a lot of wow plays. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of just like, whoa, that was an incredible thrill. Yeah. You know, that's... It's, it's, it's really the accuracy and the decision making. It's not uh, the arm. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And I will say Bryce, Bryce Young does some stuff incredibly well. He, he is very accurate. And then in the pocket, uh, he's very aware of, of everything going on around him and his footwork is great and, and he can scramble mm-hmm. and improvise and, and kind of make something out of nothing if it's there. But again, it, this is why quarterback is so tough to evaluate is because the NFL is a completely different football game from college football. Yeah. Yeah. So all the things that someone does well is, you know, scrambling, improvising, it can be completely locked down in the NFL in certain games. So you'll, you have no idea what a guy is going to do. So just for the, I, I'm not as big on Bryce Young because, and this is also, you can look at film as much as you want and, and, you know, study a player's footwork and arm talent and all the measurables at the end of the day, you kind of just have to make a judgment call as well and say, mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if this guy's got it. You know, I don't know if he's got that mentality, the, you know, and, and for me, it's like, a, if you look at a guy like Joe Burrow and I'm sure for quarterbacks, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll compare, you know, mentality and grit and all that stuff to Joe Burrow. Cause I yeah. think he, he's got it, you know, in the NFL, but like, absolutely. That, that Joe, Joe Burrow is that guy that it's like he doesn't necessarily have any physical skill that's just off the charts, but he just it's yeah, the confidence, he just has the, the confidence, the grit, you know, it's absolutely that mentality. And I, I just, as someone who watched a lot of Alabama games, because I'm an Alabama fan, I, I don't know. Some, some games it seemed like Bryce Young just wasn't, you know, in it, like to the end. It, it was. It just felt weird no, when we watched it. Absolutely. No, I think this year he had a, you know, he was on a team with fewer weapons and, and yeah. that could be part of it. You know, it's like, okay, looking forward to the NFL, this team doesn't have it as much as past teams. But I hear you. I think you're de- – I completely agree with what you're saying. What you're hoping for is a guy more like Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow, a guy who can come in and lead an organization, just has that fire to win. And that's what you're hoping for with him, right? And yeah, you're right. I, you know, you it it's hard to know if he has that true like competitive fire because he is so constantly calm, you know. Uh, and so it is. It'll be interesting seeing it in the NFL. I think that's to me though what you said is exactly why I have him higher as my highest because I do think that the mentality is more valuable, easier to translate than the physical or what you see on tape, for example. So, Mm. um, yeah, like for example, for, you know, the next guy on, on the consensus list, at least CJ Stroud, like to me, he has all of the physical qualities, you know, um, I, I, do you have CJ Stroud as your number one? Yeah, I've got Stroud as my number one. And to preface this, we'll, we'll move on to Stroud now, but for Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, 
I think their their ceilings aren't too far apart in terms of I don't think they'll ever be the the top five quarterback. Yeah, no, neither I, none of them are like Herbert Mahomes. Yeah, I, I don't see them it taking seem the like league it. by storm. But now, I think they could be, be a Herbert consistent. was going to be one of those guys either. So yeah, you exactly. Know, like, and, and you know, we'll look back at this a year from now and we'll say, oh my god. You know, Bryce Young had the best rookie season ever, and I'll look like an idiot. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know, but we're gonna try our best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll yeah. take what we see and make educated guesses off of you know, right. what we think, and and who knows? Maybe we'll get more right than we get wrong. But <clears throat> so for me, C.J. Stroud is also the same way. I don't see him being a you know top five guy, but in terms of uh, reliability in terms of you know consistency i think the more prototypical style so cj stroud is uh six foot three 218 you know he's more of the traditional quarterback you know taller build Mm -hmm. bigger arm and like you said all of the physical talent is there with cj stroud it's just the you know he's He's got some bad games on his on his tape, you know. Sometimes and he has he some incredible good. games. Yeah. So like the Georgia game, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's just for me, when it's there, it's there. So if he can get to a place where it's consistent, where he is consistently performing at the same level each week, C.J. Stroud can be a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like C.J. Stroud, and. For me, the the mental stuff, um, you know, I agree with you. It's it's easier to translate and, and teach and, and move on. So like his footwork is not the greatest. For example, in the pocket, uh, you know, I noticed he doesn't plant uh, as well. You know, because he's he's on his toes more than his heels in the pocket. So it's harder to get a good plant, and and that's why it, it looks like he's got some inaccuracies sometimes. Mm-hmm. So if he can get a a good coach to fix that in the NFL. And and that's the, the tough part about quarterbacks is because it's, it's not only their talent and, you know, their weapons and where they go and their offense. It's also their coaches. And there's so much that goes into making an amazing quarterback. It is. That, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> that it, it's tough to say, but if he can get a good guy to, to fix all of the, the stuff he doesn't do as well, you know, we could, we could see a, a really amazing player out of CJ Stroud, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think all of these guys need to develop a little bit more. You know, yeah. like you said, um, CJ. I, I, I you know I thought his deep balls were incredible. I thought he 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 has that arm talent that Bryce Young might be missing, but I think he also forces the ball into tight windows and relies on the fact that he has had probably like the best wide receiver group of all time. Like mm-hmm. to throw to this year and last year. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I think he, if he comes into the NFL throwing against like NFL quarterbacks with uh, receivers, honestly, probably not as good as current, his current college wide receivers <laughs> yeah. might be better than the NFL. So, yeah. It, I mean, he's mocked a, a couple different places, you know. Like, once it kind of gets into that later pick range, it's like, who knows? But say he ends up with the Panthers, which is a popular 
landing spot for him. Mm. It's like, uh, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigo might be better than DJ Moore. So it's like, you know, and then they don't have anybody else. And he had Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emiko Buka and, and all of these other amazing wide receivers. So it's, it's tough. Uh, I could see him being like a Marcus Mariota or a James Winston, somebody who was like mm. incredible in college, had all the physical talents, uh, you know, was a, was a winner, looked great, thought you would translate great to the NFL, but just didn't have, just never made it to the next level, you know? Yeah, yeah and I will say for, <clears throat> if we're going to be talking about, you know, rushing ability, because this is now, I think it, it's the new, the new way of the quarterback is, you know, most of these yeah. guys are, they can run as well and, you know, they're athletic. I view CJ Stroud's rushing ability more as like a Patrick Mahomes where he doesn't really do it often That's, that's good. and yeah, he's not the like fastest that. guy, but he can kind of, you know, get a couple yards, you know, if, you know, cause all defenses are going to be focused down because he could throw it downfield. So, you know, if they scheme it right, he can have some open yardage to kind of take off and run. So that's the way I view it. Not really that much of his game not even close to uh, Bryce Young. So the big difference there for both of them, you know, so mm -hmm. if you're in a, a league that values rushing more than passing, you know, Bryce Young might be your guy, you know, even if you do like sure, CJ Stroud a little bit more, that might be a tiebreaker. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough though. Cause I think for dynasty, for me, I'm just looking for a quarterback. That's like not going to bust. <laughs> you know, like I don't care if they run or pass or whatever. I just want them to not bust. <laughs> like getting a quarterback that ends up being a top fifteen quarterback for the next five to ten years is what I'm looking. Is that's a win? That's a huge win. Like there's only fifteen of those guys, and there's three to five quarterbacks every draft class. You know, not very many of those guys end up in the top fifteen. I think Trevor Lawrence has done it. And Joe Burrow did it, and Justin Herbert did it, but it's not going to be all of the guys we talk about. You know, it's probably going to be one of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, or neither. You you want those safe guys, you know, and uh, you don't yeah. you don't want these next guys because these guys are uh, they're not they're if the, you need a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it's a good like third. Maybe this guy becomes something option, but not if you need a quarterback. I mean. Yeah, so let, let's talk about the third consensus quarterback here. Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's Will Levis. Yeah, I, uh, I've tried to go in, in unbiased when I watched tape on Will Levis. And uh, I have to say, like, it was better than I expected with how much, like, people in our leagues, like, talk bad about him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, I see why, I mean, NFL scouts who know way more than we do like this guy. Yeah. Like, out of all of the tape I watched – his deep balls were, I mean, they're incredible, honestly. Like, yeah. honestly, his arm talent is off the charts. It's better than anybody else in the class, I think. I think it's better than CJ Stroud, arm talent. Yeah, that's fair. Now, <laughs> unfortunately, well, the, I mean, that's why he's a comp to Zach Wilson, probably. I think that's what a lot of people said about Zach Wilson. Man, can this guy throw a beautiful deep ball? He fits it into tight windows. He's got every arm angle. You know, he can run 10 yards to the right and chuck it across his body, mm. and it looks great, you know. But then he got to the NFL, and, like, all of the other issues of being an NFL quarterback popped up, right? Um, and that's what I, that's also what I saw with Will Levis. Like, uh, 
as soon as he gets pressure in the, in the pocket, he goes, I mean, he looks absolutely shell-shocked. Um, he's very strong. Like, he's a strong runner. Uh, he They use him like a Josh Allen-type quarterback. He looks like Josh Allen when he runs the ball. Um, and so, you know, I get that that's why some people are hoping that he could be that comp. But it's just going to be the question of, like, the Josh Allen jump from Wyoming Josh Allen to Bill's Josh Allen was like, nobody saw that coming. <laughs> nobody was predicting that. Like, that was a one in a million type thing. So, you know, I think it's just, I think just think it's more likely he ends up being like what most people thought Josh Allen would end up being, which was just, he would never get accurate. He would never get over like, you know, inaccuracy under pressure. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he also fumbles the ball a ton because he's panicking in the pocket. So, you know, to me, it's kind of more on the end of like bad Daniel Jones mm. <laughs> than, than Josh Allen. Yeah. So for me, I, I mean, I think you, you touched on all of his, you know, pros and, and why you yeah. be in on that guy. And I, and I share the same sentiments of his arm talent and all that stuff. Yeah. For, for I, he me, throws a beautiful deep ball. I mean, it's, it really is. There's some throws that are incredible. Yeah. For me, when I, when I was watching Will Levis, it seemed like he was getting stuck. His eyes were stuck on a guy that he was going to throw mm-hmm. to way too long. It, it seems mm-hmm. like he, he would be way too easy to read in the NFL. And that's another reason why he, you know, his decision making it needs a lot of work. And mm. obviously, that was another thing. Josh Allen had a lot of turnovers, and, and decision making wasn't great. And he fixed that stuff. But it's, it's, it was tough for me because there, there is good, but there's also a lot of bad with with Will Levis. And for me personally, I don't know, is he your third quarterback uh, at a? Uh, no, I, I have him as my fourth quarterback. Okay. Um, just because I think that um, from a fantasy perspective, I like the upside of uh, of Anthony Richardson more. Yeah. I and... think that the potential for him to potentially become like a uh, I don't know. I will, he he would have never become Lamar Jackson, but. Uh, Something like that, you know, is yeah. higher than Will Levis becoming Josh Allen. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll talk about Anthony Richardson real quick right now. Because um, I also, I view Richardson higher. When I was looking at his tape, the way you said uh, that Levis surprised you, you know, it was better than you thought it was. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the same, but with Richardson. You know, mm-hmm. I... I was expecting it to be very raw tape, and and it was, but there was there was also a lot of great in there. There was a lot of great, and his rushing ability, you know, if he enters the league now, I mean, that's top five for me. I mean, it, when you look at who's doing it, you know, he he would definitely be a top five quarterback at running the football, and his arm talent's right up there with Will Levis and, and C.J. Stroud. You know, if not better, yeah, he, you, know, you can make it. He's one of those guys that it's like just flicks his wrist and it goes like 60 yards down the field. Yeah. Like, and, and I view, if you want to make the Josh Allen comp, 
I, I think it's way more comparable to Richardson because for me, it's the same arm talent. You know, Josh Allen had a, a, a big arm, and that's why he went so early. That's why the Bills traded up for him, and they stuck with him, and they, they developed this guy, and, and he eventually became what he is now, which is a, a top three quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Richardson, he has all of those physical tools, and he's n- new to to the quarterback position. You know, it was this was his first year as a starter at Florida, and I mean, it's hard not to think that you can only go up here, especially if he gets to a, to a good landing spot. You know, he's he reminds me more of that physical runner that Josh Allen is, the the bully mm-hmm. that can run people over, and. Uh, yeah, man, it's he, he. He really intrigued me, and I think yeah, I think his physical upside is probably higher than anybody in the draft. Like, I think he has more upside than anybody. I think his ceiling's higher than Stroud or Young. Yeah, but um, like to me, I could see. You can very easily see a Jordan Love situation where it's like this guy with great tools just never plays. You know, mm-hmm. just sits back up forever. But it could also be like a Patrick Mahomes. They bring him in the building. They're like, "Holy crap, this guy's incredible!" Yeah. And then it's imp- and then they start him, and we are like, we've all forgotten about him. He goes in the back of drafts, and then he becomes like a top ten quarterback. Like I can see that happening too. Yeah. I could also see, you know, him have like an RG three level career for two years, and then he gets hurt and he's out of the NFL. <laughs> Like, there's just so many outcomes for him. <laughs> yeah, and he, he does need to work on his accuracy. You know, there, there are a lot of inconsistent throws and, yeah. <clears throat> and reading coverages and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, when people talk about Will Levis being this incredibly high upside quarterback, I just don't see how you can look at Anthony Richardson and not see that plus more. Sure. So that's why I like Richardson just as a player too, and for fantasy. For oh, fan- I mean, after, I mean, I will say my expectation is kind of like a three to four year RG three Colin Kaepernick type guy. Yeah, they were great for fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. for a few years. I don't see him being a franchise guy though. I just don't. I just don't see it. Yeah. I don't see like a Patrick Mahomes coming out of Anthony Richardson, but. I, I probably would have said the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, that's, that's the quarterback position. So, But I agree with you. I'd rather have him. And if I'm in a dynasty rookie draft, I'd rather spend my pick on Richardson than Levis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's the advice we're trying to give people. Like, we all – and, I mean, that's what we're saying to our listeners. Like, you should go into this – like rookie draft, knowing that you're gonna get some exactly. picks wrong, like that you're gonna get have the wrong read on guys. It's like it's good to have that understanding of ceiling and floor and know what your team needs, right? Like if you have mm-hmm. two set older quarterbacks, but you're and you're like, I don't need quarterback, but I might at some point. Like I would look for a high ceiling guy in the second and take that position of need in the first, you know. So, and you could get somebody like Richardson or even, you know, even somebody like Hendon Hooker, who we're going to talk about after these guys, who I thought Hendon Hooker's tape was, I mean, I would almost even put him over Stroud. I thought his tape was incredible. 
Yeah. But he's 25, coming off an ACL. He's going to go in the third round. He's not going to have draft capital. But you could maybe get him in the third round of a rookie draft. So it's like you just kind of always have to be balancing that team need, ceiling for, all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I completely agree with your, your sentiment of, of what your team needs. If you if you need a quarterback, a steady I would, I would have to go with the, the, wolf, the high four guy. If I need a quarterback, I've got to go high four. Right? Exactly. So you're going to go with the, the Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. You know, if you don't really need a quarterback, Anthony Richardson might be your guy. You know, if you're looking for, for that upside, completely agree with you. Couldn't have said it better myself. And then, yeah, let, let's talk about our last guy here for today, and it's Hendon Hooker, who unfortunately, uh, through the season, suffered an ACL injury. Uh, I don't know what the timeline is, if he's going to be ready for the combine. I would assume not. Um, and uh, we'll see if he's even ready to, to play, you know, training yeah. camp and, and preseason, all that stuff. So it, it really could be a, a redshirt season for wherever Hendon Hooker goes. So I think landing spot matters a lot more for, for him than, than other places. Uh, let's say if like the, the jets take him and they have Aaron Rodgers, you know, if they, they part ways with Zach Wilson, something like that, right. where, where he's sitting behind a guy like Aaron Rodgers and learning, you know, I could see that being really good for his career. And, and then they, they move on from Rodgers, Rodgers retired, whatever. And then after that, uh, he, he takes over and, and looks good. Because I, I agree with you, Sam. I think his, his tape is great. Um, he's got incredible accuracy. I think j- just yeah. as good as Bryce Young. Uh, and, and I thought his running ability was all, like almost as good as Anthony Richardson. Not the physicality, but the ability to, to move in open space was incredible. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you were talking, we were talking about this before the show, the success rate of... 25-year-old quarterbacks coming in the NFL is, I mean, there isn't one, right? I, I, I looked from from 2010 on um, quarterbacks that have had success and uh, any if any of them were dra- uh, drafted at 25 or older, and there were none. So, yeah, I think real, realistically, I think I would say your best hope for Hinton Hooker is uh, Geno Smith. Jacoby Brissett is my... Jacoby, I was about to say Jacoby Brissett. A Geno yeah. Smith, Jacoby Brissett type player. Like, he could 100% be that guy that fills in as a bridge quarterback, you know. I completely agree. I was literally about to say Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's what I saw mostly when when I was watching tape on him. Kind of reminded me of that same running style. Because Jacoby can go out and, and he can make some runs. A little bit older now, but, you know. Back yeah, he's got the skill. It's just, he's just not going to have draft capital. And draft capital is king, unfortunately. Yeah, so, I completely agree. I feel it would have been very interesting if he didn't get injured and, and continue. Yeah, he had, he had first round capital before the injury. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that he could have been one of the first guys to to break the mold of the old quarterbacks. So. But yeah, it's it's going to be tough too because we'll, we'll see what his his rushing capability and athleticism is like after the ACL injury if that changes anything. Cuz like you said yeah. he he's already older, so obviously 25 is still young considerable to the NFL, but you know it, obviously if you were much younger it'd be better to recover from the injury than 
than if you were older. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, and he's, let's see what his, yeah, his mock position in like November was like in the top 20. You know, yeah. he was in the top 20 in November. Yeah, I know. There are people saying that, that he could be going to the, the Buccaneers um, to replace Brady. Yeah, I've seen, so. so I'm looking at Mock Draft Database. That's a tool we love to use. You know, it compiles mock drafts from all over. I'm seeing a lot of Saints, a lot of Tom, a lot of Bucks, yep. uh, a lot of Jets, like you said. So some Giants, you know, come in to give Daniel Jones a little competition. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be a backup somewhere. I mean, he's going to either or he's going to be in competition with somebody. Then nobody's going to going to hand uh, Hinton Hooker the football. And say go out. Well, he can't. He's hurt. So yeah. Regardless. So but. I mean, yeah. In in terms of of where Vikings, you're drafting, Kirk Cousins come in as you know better a better Kellen Mond. Like people loved. People had a lot of Kellen Mond shares. So you know everybody's kind of waiting for that Kirk Cousins heir mm-hmm. to the throne. Yeah. So he could go somewhere. You know, it's just unless he is just incredible at camp. And, or comes in and for an injury and plays really well, there's just a good chance he just stays a backup, right? And they draft somebody else when yeah. the time comes. So. so yeah. So right now that that's going to do it for us for for our quarterback rankings. There's obviously mm-hmm. some more guys and and we watched a couple, but we're going to save yeah. those. We'll be doing a, a sleeper uh, episode a little bit later on. That'll be next month, uh, sometime early around there. Um, but next week we'll have an, a juicy episode for you. I, I'm sure it's probably the episode everyone wants to watch. It's the running backs episode. Oh and, yeah. A uh, lot, lot of good players there for us to talk about. So, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed, uh, make sure, uh, to, to leave a like or, or whatever, follow subscribe on, on any platform you're watching this. We're back on the YouTube. Now we're going to be coming, come there consistently. Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you could follow us on yes. uh, the Dynasty Pod at the Dynasty Pod FF. You know, leave any questions. You know, draft season's coming up, so there a lot of people are wondering, you know, where where to, where to take these guys and and people's thoughts. So so hit us up there, and then we've also got the voicemail bag. So if you have the number for that, Sam, drop that real quick. Yes, you can call us at. Uh, well, here, give me a second to pull it up because it's been so long that I don't really remember it. <laughs> yeah. So any questions you have, you can you can leave a voice. But you can call us. Time. It's eight five six the D pod or eight five six eight four three three seven six three. If you call us there, we will play you on the podcast. We'll play your question. We'll answer it. Um, we'd love to get some questions about you know quarterbacks, running backs, any of these prospects that you're curious about, that's what we're going to be talking about now, but it can be anything. It can be free agency. It can be, you know, what's our favorite ice cream flavor, whatever you want to ask, we'll play it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So thank you all for watching. Have a fantastic day and peace out.